From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And yes, once again, we finish out Christmas week with the great Christmas classic Silent Night. And this is also going to be our final In Black and Right episode of the year for 2023 getting ready to take our annual uh, holiday hiatus. And we are going to be back on January 3rd, 2024, with our second anniversary show. And it's going to be a great one because, as if you probably haven't figured it out for yourselves, 2024 is going to be a really, really wacky year i mean if you think it was bad now yeah you're i don't know what's exactly coming but it's not going to be pretty and that is for certain but before we get into our final program of 2023 just want to let you know that you can always send us and even after uh we're done you know for the holidays you can send us email uh, questions, comments, shout-outs, hate mail, whatever, uh, to inblackandright at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, inblackandright.net. Uh, we're going to be taking the hiatus and making some changes to the website to get ready for 2024. And hopefully it's going to be a better experience uh, for everybody. Uh, it's been kind of hit and miss here and there, but... It's going to be okay. We're going to be fine. Well, as we go into this final uh, few days into the Christmas holiday, I mean, it's not really a WTF Friday. Uh, that'll come back next year. But since we're only a few days away, three days away precisely, from Christmas Day and going into the weekend... Yeah, you know, I'm going to do a little of some news because there is some breaking news that has happened today. But I always want to make sure that I don't ignore the real reason for Christmas. And I'll explain what I mean by that 
uh, just a little bit later. But let's go into some breaking news that has happened today. The According to CNN and other news uh, sources, the Supreme Court has rejected Jack Smith's request for the justices to quickly hear the Trump immunity dispute. This is a huge win for President Trump because I somehow knew this was going to end up backfiring because Jack Smith and all of those who serve him, including uh, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, the left always seems to have this innate ability to kind of jump the shark. They want to overplay their hand. Uh, you know, they wanted to be too cute by half. So here's Jack Smith, the special counsel, goes to the Supreme Court, bypasses the entire D.C. appellate court, goes right straight to the high court. Hey, can you please uh, fast track this? And the Supreme Court said, no. Uh-uh. Nope, you came to us, we decided to hear the case, we're going to go at our speed, which means the DC trial with Jack Smith and Tanya Shudkin may not go as scheduled in March, which is great news for Trump because of the fact that the special counsel did this, and Judge Shutkin has essentially put everything on hold, and they're going to have to schedule a new date uh, for this. Uh, that is, if the Supreme Court uh, favors uh, Jack Smith and, and his request, which is really going to be interesting to see. This is a huge monkey wrench thrown into the plans of the also-smart elitists. Because now, until the Supreme Court rules, which could be as late as June, when the regular session uh, finishes up for the Supreme Court, right in the middle of convention season, <laughs> it's, or at least close enough where it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they do because if they can reschedule a trial and that's if the Supreme Court actually rules in Jack Smith's favor this thing is going to go right they're going to try their absolute damnedest to put Trump in jail and on trial get him off the campaign trail at critical at a critical time a very very critical time especially since by that time primary season is pretty much going to be over trump will have the nomination probably more than likely by super tuesday uh which is in which is march the 5th and yeah this is going to be fascinating to watch to see how this uh, legal train wreck it gets messed up now of course that's on just for the DC case 
Now, of course, trying to remove him off the ballot, that strategy is uh, going kaboom in a hurry because another state, um, I forgot which one, sadly, another state has said, no, we are not going to take up the case of getting Trump off the ballot. And, and of course, I mean, I'd love to see some of these red states States like Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and others in the South, and other parts of the country, too. I mean, maybe Wyoming, that's a pretty red state, but still, uh, the Dakotas. But given the fact that Colorado and their Supreme Court screwed up and screwed up big time, now here comes California. Um, they're going to try to do that at the request of the lieutenant governor telling the secretary of state find a way to get him off the ballot legally that's not going to happen because if the supreme court rules in favor of trump all of these cases are just going to go kaboom right in the face of all these yahoos who are bringing them up. I mean, Biden's Justice Department, or Injustice Department, if you want to use that, it's all going to go kaboom, and it's going to make Jack Smith look like the biggest doofus. I mean, even more than he actually is, because that will be the second time. And, and I'd love to see a 9 nothing unanimous decision by the court in Trump's favor, because... Jack Smith already has a track record with the high court, and it's not a good one. That a 9-0 decision by the high court took a conviction that Jack Smith got and completely overturned it against former Virginia Governor Bob McDonald back in 2016. Uh, Governor McDonald was looking to be a candidate for president, but... Jack Smith threw a monkey wrench in it, and it took the Supreme Court in a unanimous decision, which was an 8 nothing decision because uh, it was during the time of the death of Justice Antonin Scalia. Jack Smith doesn't have a good record with the Supreme Court when it comes to certain things. And this whole mess in Colorado is going to go before the Supreme Court. And... And, I, and yesterday, yesterday's episode, I played uh, audio from both Professor Alan Dershowitz and Trump's former attorney general, a real goofball, but I actually agreed with him. That's Bill Barr. And Bill Barr is a real piece of work, that's for sure. So they both had said that they expect the Supreme Court to completely overturn this thing. Plus, they're going, and as far as Jack Smith goes, uh, his uh, request has already uh, taken a major league blow. So, ah, yay, happy. But it's not over yet. Oh, no. It's just the beginning. Now, I love this uh, next one because Tucker Carlson 
who's not going away, and now he has his own network and subscription service. And so he's going to be just fine. But I love that Dan Bongino and Tucker Carlson had an interview, first time in quite a while, these former Fox personalities have actually had a chance to talk. And it was great. But I'm con- but I do have my concerns because some of the topics that were talked about between Bongino and Tucker Carlson this is stuff that they've talked about before and that people should be concerned. And what am I talking about? Well, taking a look at this story from the Gateway Pundit, and Tucker Carlson said, quote, on Bongino's podcast, if you want to know what things are going to look like in the future, just chart out what has been happening recently and ask yourself, are things accelerating or decelerating? Just chart it out. And in the case of Trump, They started with protest, they moved to impeachment, now they're at indictment, none of it has worked. What's next? What could possibly be next? Uh, Carlson asked. Well, this is a subject that Dan Bongino's talked about, also uh, Tucker Carlson has uh, talked about, and other conservative pundits have talked about. Because nothing's working. I mean, they're throwing everything against the wall to see if anything sticks. But nothing's worked. Now, later on in uh, Carlson's interview, uh, interview with Dan Bongino, or should I say vice versa, here's what Cooker Carlson said a little bit later. And I quote, If you felt and you really believed, and a lot of them do, that the worst thing that could happen to the country, and more specifically to you in the professional class, is to have Donald Trump as president, and everything you have tried has failed, and they've been accelerating steps, protests, impeachment, indictment, how many more arrows do you have in your quiver? And what's the next one? And of course, it's assassination. Oh yeah, the A word. If it could happen to John Kennedy, if it could happen to other presidents in the past, and even leaders around the world. I mean, my gosh. Anwar Sadat in 1981 in Egypt? Other people who have been assassinated, I mean, even the most recent foreign leader who's been assassinated was former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. I mean, in Japan of all places. Now, the problem is, there are some people who don't seem to believe that, oh, this isn't going to happen. I said, really? When you're as desperate and as devious as the radical left is and all the other elitists 
who called themselves Republican, I mean, these are establishment types. When, I mean, look at what we've had to deal with just in a few years. If it wasn't for the bravery of Capitol Police officers, Steve Scalise probably would have been dead. I mean, pretty easily. And they killed a guy who was essentially a Sanders supporter, Bernie. Maybe a Bernie, you know, he was a Bernie bro. And he shot at the Republicans at baseball practice. That's crazy. That was crazy, but nobody said anything. You know, the mainstream media was pretty dang silent. Man, of course, even more recently, this numbskull from California flies all the way to D.C., brings a gun, brings zip ties, brings all sorts of things to try and kill Associate Justice Brett Kavanaugh in his home and his family as well. Nobody said anything then. Nope. Now, fortunately, Supreme Court justices do have their own security. But the fact that Merrick Garland didn't do a damn thing to these protesters who were outside the homes of several Supreme Court justices, at least the conservative ones, they it did nothing. The idea is out there, and it's been play, and the seeds have been placed by a lot of radical Democrats. Maxine off of her meds waters, you know, go up and get in their face and you know and harass them and stuff like that is the left who has been the advocates of political violence. But yet, if you believe the mainstream press, and you really and if you do, you you really need some serious freaking help. MAGA doesn't do that. But yet, if you believe it, that, oh, Christian nationalism, MAGA, you know, they're domestic terrorists and this and that and the other. And sadly, there are people who are mentally unbalanced enough to believe that. And yes, I, as much as I don't want to think about it, and I don't, but let's get real here. These people are so desperate to stop Donald Trump they are willing to do whatever it takes. I mean, whatever it takes. And that includes assassination. So this is really scary to me. And yes, I definitely need to step up my game in praying for the protection of President Trump and his family. Because his family is just as much a target as he is. I mean, look what they've tried to do so far. You got a wackadoodle old pervert judge in New York who's biased as the day is long, trying to destroy his business through all sorts of extra constitutional and curricular activities, including shutting down his First Amendment rights and those of his attorneys. Like, what the hell? No, sorry, that ain't cool. That ain't right, and I'm just going to continue to say it. It's not good. So, yeah, I'm concerned. 
I definitely have my concerns about this. And it's crazy. It is absolutely one of the craziest things I have heard. But given that we are at war, folks, let's get real here. Evil exists. Satan exists. Hell is real and needs to be shunned. I mean, I loved hearing from the man, Mike, his name is Michael Cassidy. And he flew all the way from Mississippi to the Iowa State Capitol and took down and destroyed the altar to Satan that was there at the Iowa State Capitol in Des Moines. And he is a Navy, Navy veteran, pilot, Christian man. And he said, enough was enough. And boom. Yay. I mean, I'd love to meet this guy and give him a big hug. And it's like, can I get you some dinner? You know, this is what a real Christian should be doing. And to my friends who are uh, Christians, this is your example. Evil must be confronted, period, no matter what the risks. No matter what the risk. And to put an effigy of Satan, some kind of demon, in a government building, a state capital, no less? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Now, fortunately, I live in a place in Florida. I don't expect to see anything like that in uh, the state capital in Tallahassee. I'm very fortunate that way. But the fact that you've got a Republican governor allowing this or some official within the state of Iowa government? Dang, no wonder Kim Reynolds uh, endorsed DeSantis. And so did Vander Plaats, who's supposed to be the biggest evangelical leader in the state. I mean, where was he uh, when this thing happened? He was, I did not hear a thing from him. And he's supposed to be a, an evangelical Christian leader? Uh, why did it take one guy flying all the way here, all, flying all the way from Mississippi to Iowa to tear that thing down? Why couldn't somebody from Iowa have objected? That's a question I definitely have for certain. But I, I hope I can meet him next year. I really hope I can. Or at least somehow get an interview with him because I'll tell you, this is a guy who needs to be speaking at churches everywhere in the country, as many as he can. He had a great interview with Jack Posobiec during America Fest last weekend in Phoenix. The place went wild when he spoke. And he was bold. I mean, bold. And I'm thinking, yay, thank you. God bless you, sir. Because he's leading the way for how, for the mindset that Christians need to have. It's wartime. And here's a Navy veteran 
who's showing us the way. Confront evil when it's right in front of your face. And frankly, to hell with anything that anybody says. The hate mail, everything. Just ignore it because the one person you need to please happens to be God himself and everybody else pretty much take a number. Just take a number. And this is part of the reason why I do in black and right. Because there is, I have, there's a calling on my life to be a voice. Voice for truth, a voice for righteousness, and to be, and if that means I'm going to be like John the Baptist, you know, the voice crying out in the wilderness, then okay. But still, ultimately, my job is to please God and Him only. Anything else is not as a nice bonus, but even if I get tons of hate mail, it's not going to stop me. The only person who can really stop me is God Himself. And he hasn't told me that he wants me to retire. So, yay happy. <laughs> but, I'll tell you. Coming sort of to the end of this year, I've been very fortunate. The show has very fortunate that... 2023 has had its ups and downs for sure uh, and the show has had uh, its ups and downs but there's a lot of things to be thankful for for sure uh, back in May I had my first national television appearance on Real America's Voice morning show American Sunrise that was a great time I had a wonderful time with Ed Henry and Karen Turk and uh, their team down there in West Palm Beach. I had the opportunity to return to West Palm Beach again uh, for the Turning Point Action Conference down there. It was a little rough because it was summer and Florida summers are a little rough, but had a fantastic time for the opportunity to meet people there and just enjoy and hear President Trump and so many others. Uh, later on this year, oh, actually a little bit earlier this year, In Black and Right was informed that we were one of the top 20 black conservative podcasts to follow in 2023. And it really caught me by surprise, scared the daylights out of me, actually, but... I was very, it was an honor that was unexpected, but it was definitely well received. And even though, yes, we also, even here in North Central Florida, yeah, we had to deal with Hurricane Idalia. We lost power and running water for about a week. And so the show was, yeah, pretty much just eh, shut it down. But we're, you know, but once everything got restored, we came back and we're still at it. And I'm not exactly sure what 2024 is going to hold, but I sincerely hope to be doing uh, maybe some traveling. Uh, we can take the show uh, 
gosh, take it, take the show on the road to various places, uh, other parts of Florida, maybe into Georgia. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, we've got CPAC 2024. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> uh, I mean, the energy is going to be off the chain and might want to go there or a turning point event. Who knows? But so long as I'm waking up every morning and God getting me up every morning, I'm like, okay, let's see what's on today's chart, you know, today's to-do list. So yay happy. But I want to end the year, this particular program, the re to just to give us a reminder of the real reason for the season. And that is, well, Jesus, the Christmas story. And I want to end today's program and this year reading the Christmas story from the book of Luke, chapter 2. And just to let us know what the real reason for the season is again as a major reminder. But Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place when Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and the lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now then they had seen him. 
Oh, sorry. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them according uh, concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Now, that's not the whole chapter, but I think that's a good place to stop. Because in a world, in our world right now, in our country, in other parts of the world, Ukraine, Israel, other places, there ain't a whole lot of peace on earth. And there's definitely not much goodwill towards men. But this is the reminder. It's the reminder to us that those of us who name the name of Jesus, who have relationship with him, we need to be reminded of this too, I think, most of all. Because we can get distracted, we can get depressed, we can get discouraged. But this time of the year, celebrating the birthday of King Jesus, we just say, hey, you know, what are, we, what are we doing here? Why are we getting all distracted and discouraged? We're to be people of hope, change agents for the good of the world and for the true kingdom of God. And as 2023 comes to an end pretty dang quick, <laughs> just let's take that sentiment into this next year. Regardless of politics, regardless of anything, let's try to make our nation and our world a better place to leave for our children and our grandchildren. That's the greatest gift that we can give to the next generation. And on that note, my friends, as we finish up not just the week, but the year, I truly want to thank each and every one of you who've listened, who've downloaded uh, the podcast, who've been incredibly supportive uh, morally, prayerfully, and financially to help us uh, go and cover some of the great events in our country. And let us take the time to be ready because as much as I hate to say it, it's wartime. It's totally wartime. And we need to be ready to fight. For those of us who are people of faith, yeah, we have to fight. Because if we don't and we lose, uh, pretty much it's done. Yeah, And I hate saying that because I don't want to be a pessimist. But <clears throat> I'm practical enough to say, hey, you know, we're what we've known before our ancestors, our parents, grandparents knew, it's gone. It'll be gone. And the next generation is going to be asking questions. They are. And the answers, well, it's going to be really up to us to, find, to tell the next generation what we did to try to save the country. Oh, my friends, I am... Truly grateful, like I said to each and every one of you. 
And I would hope that you would tell friends all over the country, we're still at 38 states. We've got 12 to go uh, to say, hey, we've got the whole country. That's something I would love to do for 2024. Let's get the final 12 states. We've got 38. Let's go for the other 12 and other other goals. And I'll get into those when we come back from our holiday hiatus in January. So my friends, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, make it a blessed one. Hold your kids a little tighter, hug them, tell them you love them, tell your friends, same. And we will be back in January, raring and ready to go. So thank you everyone, God bless, and for the last time in 2023, simply remember that patriots come in all colors. God bless you.